Me with James Grande. Welcome to the Better Baseball MLB DFS Playbook Podcast and live stream here recording for Thursday's seven-game main slate. James, I am on the playbook today, so we will have a full breakdown for everybody uh, following today's podcast. And James and I, of course, will be back live at 5 p.m. Eastern to break down everything that's come out, lineup updates, news updates, weather updates, you name it. We'll cover it here on the Better Playbook Baseball live show at 5 o'clock Eastern. But for now, James, given our first look, at seven games here on a Thursday. Yeah, interesting little slate. Um, once again, some pretty strong pitching options up top. Not a lot of elite offenses, and I even think there's some pretty good value as well. So um, should be a fun little slate, and we can dive right into the uh, the Vegas side of Thursday's main slate, seven games. Bigger than normal, uh, but that's a, that's a good thing. Um, we have a couple minus 200 favorites, a few actually, uh, A.J. smith Chauver is the biggest favorite on the board, and the Braves minus 240 taking on Kyle Freeland and the Colorado Rockies. The Minnesota Twins send Sonny Gray out to the mound against the Tigers. He's minus 205. Christian Javier minus 230 uh, as his Astros take on the Washington Nationals. Those are the three you know, biggest favorites on the board in terms of the money line. And then when we go over and take a look at our over-unders, uh, what do we got here? What do we got? Uh, every game is eight to nine runs. Nothing higher, nothing lower. Um, nine implied runs in LA, Chicago. That is the only game currently at nine. Uh, so nothing really exciting, which doesn't really shock me considering there is a lot of really good pitching on on this slate. Yeah, there's a lot of top end pitching here, which... On smaller slates, not always great because it uh, makes it a little difficult to build lineups. Uh, so we're going to have to figure out where we want to go and how we want to be different here for seven games. Let's kick it off at the starting pitching position. Uh, you asked me before we went live, is Nate Vivaldi going to fool around and win a Cy Young this year? Uh, he may. He is $10,800 uh, at the top of this slate. He is coming off of a tough start against Tampa Bay, but who hasn't said that this year? Uh, yep. You know, when we talk about pitching, but overall in the year 2490 ERA, 9-2 record, 83 strikeouts, sub one whip, uh, a lot of good looking numbers here. Uh, and then you want to yeah. take a peek just overall, uh, you know, recent performances again, 165 ERA, even better, 64 strikeouts and 71 innings. He is 8-0 over those last 10 starts here. So uh, just a, a fantastic beginning of the year as a Red Sox fan. It pains me looking at our current rotation. And seeing Nathan Evaldi and Michael Waka, who we let go in free agency, uh, both just look fantastic. I guess the question is, James, are you worried about Evaldi here going up and being matched up against Shohei Otani when you're spending $10,800 for him? You and I both in the same boat. We have both suffered a Nathan Evaldi loss uh, on, sure. our, on our teams here. Um, yeah, I mean, of course. Otani hasn't been as good as he was earlier in the year of late. Um, but I'm perfectly fine getting there. The Angels profile better against left-handed pitching anyway, so um, I like Evaldi at the top. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm agreeing with you, man. It, it's just you're looking at this slate. You're looking at who has the upside here. Obviously, Otani does as well, but a tougher matchup. You know, we we like the Angels generally, but only in certain spots here. Um, you know, pitch around Trout, pitch around Otani. You're you're probably sitting pretty pretty good as a right-handed pitcher here. Uh, Otani, much tougher spot going up against Texas. You know, you said, like, I'm not generally afraid to use him. 
Um, Seattle got to him there. Houston got to him the start before. So back-to-back bad starts. Is Otani a fade for you on this slate at 10-7? I think that just naturally people are going to gravitate away from him and um, we're going to see like double-digit strike on upside. That's just kind of what he is and what he can do. And I understand Texas offense is extremely potent and there's better spots to go to. But also... I'm not sure many pitchers on the slate have as much upside as him. I think Avaldi does, maybe Sonny Gray, and I would say that's about it in terms of just pure upside because we know Otani has as much strikeout appeal as any other pitcher on the slate. So um, I'm okay with it in tournaments. I think it's a a solid leverage play because I do think people are going to stay away based on those last two starts, and I do think... A lot of people are going to get to Sonny Gray and Marcus Stroman here. And honestly, probably Javier, even though he doesn't deserve it uh, at 10-2. I think people probably get there. Uh, That would be my fade of this tier. I'm not going to Christian Javier at 10-2. I told you last time out, I I thought he was too expensive. Going to say the same exact thing again. Like another Mm -hmm. tough spot against a team that doesn't strike out. And Javier's been down, like trending downwards in strikeout department anyway. So yeah. Um, I'd be okay again to Otani. Javier's my fade. I'm going to live in this Sonny Gray, Marcus Stroman tier, though. Yeah, I, I like Stroman um, in this spot against Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh started off really good there for a little bit. Now they look more like the Pirates than they as they should. Um, you know, Reynolds much better from the left side of the plate than the right side of the plate. Probably really the only guy Stroman would have to truly worry about. McCutcheon better against righties this year as well, but not a ton of not a ton of you know. Uh, powerful hitters, we'll say, no. uh, in that line. Jack Sawinski, just don't throw a ball up yeah, to that guy because he double dunged again. So, uh, you know, that, that's your power here. Listen, I like Sonny Gray too, and it's Detroit, so I'm not going to not go there, but uh, his first like six starts, far better than his last six starts. He is sure. strikeouts are gone, walks are up, runs are up. Toronto, Cleveland, Houston, San Francisco Dodgers. Is that why? Probably. <laughs> But still, current form, Gray has to at least have you pause a, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not the same pitcher, but you did mention the tough road that he has faced, and Detroit isn't exactly that. Seventh, high stri- seventh highest strikeout rate at 24.3% against right-handed pitching, and a 641 team OPS is dead last in baseball against right-handed pitching. So I'm not disagreeing with you in any capacity. It's been a different pitcher, but I'm willing to go back to Sonny Gray. The last time, like, this has happened a couple of times where he's thrown, like, a few pitches, and then, like, they're like, ah, oh, you're coming out of this game. But then, like, the last time he did it, 90 pitches. The previous start, it was 78 to 98. Like, mm-hmm. every so often, they limit his pitch count, and the next start has been trending back upwards. So um, I do like Sonny Gray here. I do like Stroman here. Um, I think this... I think the value tier is incredibly interesting on this slate because names that are down here, we're not used to seeing down here. Yeah, I mean, you Darvish stands out at $7,400, right? Yes. Um, yes. Goes the other one's Cleveland, again, a spot we've liked to target, but they're starting to come around, and yes. Darvish did not pitch well in cores. Now it was in cores. Um, but another guy that hasn't been very good since you know the middle part of this year Um you know, good start against Chicago. Sure, can't knock it. 36 fantasy points. But around that 11-15, negative 8-14, and 14, 
That's why he's seventy four hundred dollars now. He's not ten k. So yep. I agree with you. Probably a ton of people get the Darvish just because one, it's seven game slate. He's got a ceiling, favored to win the game. So I, I don't mind getting the Darvish here, but I don't think it's a slam dunk by any stretch of the imagination right now either. Yeah, I'm like a little indifferent. Even in our notes here, John, I put you Darvish question mark because I, I, I mean, like the peripheral numbers kind of suggest he's pitching worse or he's just getting a little unlucky. He's allowing a lot of hard contact. He's allowing a very high fly ball rate, specifically to right-handed bats. But um, I don't know. I don't love Darvish here. He's yeah. been he's pitched better at home. Um, the price tag is where, you know, you're going to live or die with Darvish on this slate. That, that's where it feels like to me in pitching. Like, you Darvish could is just like such a key cog here. It's like make or break. If you're going to play Darvish, and he goes off like you're with the field. And if you don't, like you're against the field and it's could be bad business. Yeah, listen, I also think Rich Hill's interesting. Um, again, if you look at some of his peripheral numbers, there is definitely some regression indicators there. Uh, but he keeps kind of pitching around that. You know, obviously San Francisco, <laughs> Texas, tougher matchups got to him. St. Louis, the Mets, he's able to handle, but he's got a he's got a good run of starts in there where you just like go six, gives a gives up an earner two. The strikeout numbers are still kind of okay. And then you want to talk about recent performances here. Chicago against left-handed pitching the last two weeks, 30.2% strikeout rate, 207 batting average, 120 ISO, 276 Woba. Yep. So the Cubs last two weeks, not hitting lefties at all. So Rich Hill at 6,300, immense 44 years old, but still going out there and pitching well. Um, He's liable to give up home runs for sure. But current form Hill versus current form Cubs, you know, Hill could have the advantage here. Yeah, I think the strikeouts are very interesting um, for the Cubs because they do have some guys that hit for a lot of power, but also strike out. It's They have a lot of all or nothing guys against left-handed pitching, primarily like Patrick Wisdom, who they continue to run out there and he can't hit. Chris Morrell run out there. He can't right. hit lefties. Like they have a lot of those guys. So I, I agree. I think Rich Hill is interesting. I'm kind of on the same boat in terms of like a lefty that I'm going to take a look at. And it's Matt Boyd and kind of for a similar reason, like the results have definitely varied for Matt Boyd this year. It's been very up and down consistently. Um, But Minnesota is not a team that has had a lot of success against left-handed pitching this year. They have a massive strikeout rate, 27.1% on the year. The only saving grace, I mean, 678 OPS is near the bottom bottom four of the league, 27th in the league. 155 ISO is really their one calling. And they don't have their best power hitter in their lineup in Byron Buxton. So um, I'm going to go Matt Boyd as like kind of just a probably 1% play because everyone is going to stop after they see you Darvish being 7,400. Like no one's going to look at anyone below you Darvish. Cause like in theory, you don't need to, if yeah. Cleveland is as bad as they usually are. I agree. Obviously the last one we have to mention, cause you said he's the biggest favorite on the board. Braves are at least is a uh, Smith Shaver here going up against Colorado. It's been a target of ours recently. Yes. Just pitchers against Colorado, whether they're lefties or righties. It's in Atlanta, you know, potential for some weather here in this game. Also, the, you know, something to watch. But he's 5,500. 
last start that he made against Washington, got a no decision on 13 fantasy points. You know, not not big strikeout numbers there. Did have three and two innings against Arizona, more strikeout upside against Colorado. If he can pull off a win, which he should, Atlanta's the biggest favorite on the board, maybe he gets 17, 18 fantasy points here at $5,500. Definitely, I think, is going to find his way into some lineups for me. Yeah, me too. Um, I I shouldn't – people are going to go to him as well. I think they'll I go to just... and then they'll go down to Smith Traver. They won't go Boyd or Hill. Yeah, we're 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 definitely in the minority there. Um, like this kid hasn't really pitched a lot in the minor league level, but he has been someone who's had a bunch of strikeouts. Um, in twenty twenty two, it was single A, but one hundred and three strikeouts and in sixty eight innings. So like. He's only 20 years old, 45 strikeouts between three levels this year, uh, not including the majors. He had in 33 innings, 45 strikeouts in 33 innings. So, like, he has missed bats. He's having to run into Washington in his first start, right? Right, right. Washington, right, doesn't miss bats, so or doesn't strike out. And we we talked about it on uh, Wednesday stream. Colorado, per usual, just not hitting on the road. So uh, I like smith Shaver quite a bit. Yep, I'm with you there. Uh, let's move on over to hitters. Let's talk about our favorite infielders for tonight's slate here. James, lead us off. I mean, everyone's going to play the Braves, right? Austin Riley, Sean Murphy, and Ozzy Albies for me were the three that stood yeah. out the most. Murphy with all that, all three with infinite power against left-handed pitching Kyle Freeland on the mound. Um, I like Jose Altuve. I know he struggled against lefties a little bit, but Mackenzie Gore has definitely been, very up and down after just kind of seemingly figuring it out earlier in the year. Um, that has been not as fruitful of an approach using Mackenzie Gore of late. So I like Jose Altuve. Um, and then Jose Ramirez, and it kind of goes to my, the U Darvish thing. Like, in no world is Jose Ramirez a $4,500 player. I, I, I understand he has largely been, like, average outside of like this recent stretch of games but like these the sheer ability to homer and steal a base he's not a $4,500 player we just saw him hit three home runs in a game um you darvish is allowing over a home run per nine like there's power upside for Ramirez, so I'd be willing to definitely take a shot on him. At it's a better split for him too against right-handed pitching this year: three twenty-seven with a five twenty-six slug and a nine twenty-seven OPS compared to just one seventy-six batting average against lefties. So he's going to be hitting from the right side of the plate in this matchup uh, as well. So great call there at forty-five hundred. Uh, you mentioned all the guys I was going to talk about, but we are we are going to throw in uh, Machado here as well, forty-eight hundred dollars uh, again. How dare again, you! How dare you attack Logan? Against Tano. lefties yeah. this year, uh, Manny Machado, 393 batting average, a 518 slug, and a 950 OPS. So um, I like Riley. I like Machado. I like Ramirez. All great. Like the Braves infield uh, there as well. Just going to be pretty popular top end t- uh, plays there uh, for everybody on the slate. When it comes to value, you mentioned Altuve for a top play. I like the value for the Braves here. I think Jose Abreu still at $3,100. Starting to come around. We talked about it now. Two hits in four of the last five games. Uh, homers in two of the last four. Had a double. Had another RBI. So, you know, really, 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 really bad start to begin the year. Many people thought he was just caked. Uh, all of a sudden, yeah. though, starting to come around, maybe figuring it out. 
maybe he's starting to hear those trash cans a little bit better, uh, you know, and, and is, you know, keying in, keying in on what pitches are coming. I don't know. Uh, but I'll take it. That works for me. And then uh, Dubon. I mean, they just keep playing him. He keeps on getting on base. Uh, so, and he had, double, he had dual positional eligibility. Where is he now, though? Is he not? Second base shortstop now. He was. Was he outfield eligible yesterday, Slate? Yeah. Now he's second and short yeah, he eligible here. But 3800 bucks homered. Keeps getting on base. So give me Dubon and Abreu uh, for some value uh, Astros exposure. Jose Abreu, by the way, just too good to like keep being this bad. Like was never going to be that bad for. Yeah, I mean, unless he was he's like you know, you know 45 years old. The one thing we always talk about right. uh, is that sometimes these guys are uh, older, you know, than they, they may, may <laughs> seem they could be. Miguel Tejada, you know, sometimes. Albert Pujols, all those guys, you know. Julio Franco. Yeah who might've been 55 when he was playing baseball at 46 years old. Um, I'll, I like those guys. I'm going to go with Jan Gomes, our obligatory Jan Gomes against a lefty. Uh, <laughs> as both of us, we we need a Spider-Man meme right here. As both of us are listed as John and Pemba on this podcast. Uh, we need the Spider-Man meme here, John. Um, Jan Gomes gets a lefty here. Love that. Andres Jimenez, uh, I'm going to be picking on you, Darvish, here. And Royce Lewis has a small sample. I know I just mentioned Matt Boyd, but um, Matt Boyd also gets hit. You know, like I'm also not afraid to use right-handed bats against Matt Boyd, even though I do think he is like kind of an okay value. Um, Righties against Matt Boyd this year, 337 Woba, so... Uh, I think Royce Lewis is a pretty good value. Yeah, last couple guys for me, throw, uh, Nolan Jones and Gary Sanchez. I think are um, El Gatti. Uh, are good values here uh, on this slate. Let's move on over to the outfield here, James. Yeah, top outfielders for you today. Top outfielders today, and I think you and I are in full agreement here, is Ronald Acuna Jr. coming off a home run uh, in back-to-back. Uh, did he back? No, no, home run in game number one of that. One of their double yeah. game, one of their doubleheader. Um, two of the last three overall. He has been fantastic from pillar to post. Uh, I like Luis Robert. Michael Grove is not a good pitcher, and I've been attacking him at all costs this year. I wish there was more lefties in this in this lineup because um, lefties have been particularly good against Michael Grove. Um, but Luis Robert in a pretty good in a pretty good groove right now. Interesting lineup note for Thursday, Eli Jimenez returned. So, like, adding a little depth yeah. to that lineup, too, for Luis Robert to, you know, have a little protection in hitting behind him. Um, so, I like Luis Robert. And um, I like Saya here as one of my top plays. Saya's been really good against left-handed pitching this year. And I know you mentioned how the how bad the Cubs Last have weeks, been the Cubs overall. haven't touched lefties with small sample size, right? So. Yeah, a uh, small sample size, um, and Saya has been that dude against lefties this year. 380, wo- 380 average, 416 Woba um, against lefties. Sure. Uh, for me, you mentioned Acuna already, but I'll throw in the Dodgers here as well, just always considered. Uh, I know Dylan Cease can have moments, but more bad than good this year. So Betts, J.D. Martinez, those guys are, are going to be fine for me here on this slate. Uh, and then you can look at their value. Again, we've been playing Hayward, Peralta. Those guys are in the lineup. Uh, I think you can go down there as well. Uh, but I also like the Rangers value. Again, I am I'm I may throw a lineup to be different here going up against Otani 
Uh, is he Duran, Lodi, uh, you know, Lodi's Tavares down here cheap uh, at the 3K range? Uh, could be an interesting snag against Otani if he struggles again. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not going to sit here and say I would actively stack against Otani, but if you're building mo- multiple lineups, he's been hittable. He's been hittable the last few few starts. So uh, more power to you if you nail that correctly. Sure. Uh, what are you going for value? Back to the Braves, Marcelo Zuna, Kevin Pillar. Pillar's been really, really, really good against um, lefties this year. Uh, you can play Astros. I won't steal your specific thunder on because I know you are a. We can talk about Chaz McCormick. That's fine. Chaz, who spells his name incorrectly, and um, Jake Myers, both with. Chaz solid. spells his name on his Twitter, Chaz C H A Z, but but his name is Chas C H A S. It's very weird. Make make it make sense, Sean. Make it Spell make sense. Spell your name one way and stick to it, sir. Make it make sense. And look, I'm gonna give some love to Michael Taylor. Of late, who has a thousand OPS and like three home runs over his last ten games, um, he's just kind of been good. We, like, I don't know. Michael Taylor has like these random stretches of good baseball. I mentioned, um, I mentioned that um, Matt Boyd has struggled against righty bats. Well, Michael Taylor does have three home runs and a three twenty one boba. A couple years ago, dude, Michael Taylor so. against lefties was nails. So when he was on Nationals, yeah. that's what we were playing. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Michael Taylor. I like here. that. And yeah, I think all Astros value there. Whether Jokes is in the lineup, Chaz, like Myers, definitely all guys that can be um, that can be in lineups here uh, against uh, with the lefty on the mound. So uh james that wraps our our outfield preview why don't we go through the grande's gems first look calls of the day yeah so my home run call uh, i think this is going to be a shock to everyone same to you uh sean murphy and my top stack is going to be the braves (gasps) everyone gasp i I know everyone's really surprised i'm gonna go contrarian stack guardians against you darvish and that's literally maybe just an ownership slash darvish struggling play um Guardians top five in offense over the last two weeks. Star of the night, Austin Riley. And the only reason I'm going Riley as my star of night, not home run calls, because you stole Austin Riley from me from home you run. Can, so you can, you can just use double the up. same home run calls. Nope, 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 nope. Give the give the people a wider net. Um, and then my value play of the night. We don't usually use pitchers here, John. So I'm gonna go Matt Boyd as my my value play of the night. I think Matt Boyd's gonna be a, a solid SP two on this slate. With twenty plus fantasy point upside um, against a team that strikes out a whole. Okay, I don't mind that one. For me here, I am going to go Austin Rallies. Let people know. Top sack's going to be the Atlanta Braves. <laughs> uh, contrarian sack. I'm going to go Rangers. I'm going to go up against Otani on this slate. I just feel like on a okay. small slate, you got to do something different. I don't many think many people will be going up against Otani. Back to back tough starts for him now. Going up against one of the best offenses in baseball. Uh, but my start of the night, I'll go back to Austin Riley there as well. Just kind of like you. I think that's where I would go. For my value play, you're going to keep the Jose Abreu train rolling. Uh, I think he just keeps it going there with the lefty on the mound. Stays hot there tonight. So that is our Grandes Gems and Pemba imprints. James, let's finish the show up. Let's make a lineup for the folks at home. How do you want to approach pitching? Um, we both seemingly like Stroman the most of anybody. Um, of all the Darvish. Ugh, yuck. Okay. Fine. We can go. No, we can play Darvish. That's fine. We can play Darvish. That's fine. Whatever. 
Strowman Darvish. See what we got for the line. I just don't love Darvish here. I, don't, I mean, I don't love Darvish either, but we. I don't like Matthew Boyd, and you don't care for Rich Hill, so we're. I know it's. I we'll just. We can go Sunny Gray, Marcus Strowman. 4K. Well, you didn't like Sunny. You didn't like Sunny Gray. I didn't we're, care for we're, Sunny we Gray. Did not you know, agree I didn't care for Sunny Gray, but I mean, it could be better. We did not like. We did not have. We could also. If we wanted to go Evaldi, we could also go Smith Shaver. True. Yeah, let's do that. Let's go Evaldi Smith Shaver. Fifty five hundred. There we go. Forty two hundred each. Catcher position. That feels like something. Uh, Murphy or Jan Gomes felt I mean, like the uh, cheap. Let's go Bray at first. Yep. Mm, I'm gonna spend up elsewhere on this one here. Uh, yes, we are. Riley, Riley at third. Yeah, was, Riley at third. Probably Acuna. Right. So I went, yeah, and I think the way to fit Braves, maybe Kevin Pillar, twenty two hundred, and just go full Braves. Twenty two hundred dollars is like, you know, uh, where's Dubon down here? Thirty eight, I, I believe. Shortstop and an outfielder. Uh, where's let's see, Chats was three K. Forty eight hundred dollar shortstop. Or a forty eight hundred dollar second baseman, right? Yeah, because he can play both, right? Albies, uh, oh, we'd be five Braves deep, though. All right, hold on. Dubon. We'd be five Braves deep unless we pivot off Kevin Pillar for, like, $2,300. Bingo. Which is Jake Meyer, which is Jake Myers or Michael Taylor. Huh? There yep. it is. There is the lineup there. So full Braves stack. Uh, three Houston, Abreu, Dubon, McCormick, kind of getting your leadoff, middle, and bottom uh, exposure there to the Houston lineup. Uh, and then the one-off Michael Taylor against Matthew Boyd with Evaldi and Smith Schauver there. Uh, that is our first look here at the Thursday main slate. I will be on the playbook uh, NFL draft guide launch day here at Fantasy Alarm. So be on the lookout for all the promos going around the NFL draft guide. That will be happening uh, today. You should see it on site. You guys join up today as well. Go to fantasyalarm.com slash all pro promo code MLB50. will save you 50% off the all pro package and get you access to everything we do on site. So sign up today, join in, get everything going on. Uh, I'll be on the playbook and James and I will be back live at five o'clock Eastern with all the updates and lineup news for all of you to answer your questions, get you ready for the seven gamer. Good luck. We'll talk to you later.